On this episode of Locked On Lightning, Lightning win big at home in a squeaker against the Vancouver Canucks. Stamco scores four ninety nine. We talk all that and more, but first, let's play that music. Your Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dank. I want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. On this episode, we're talking about the Lightning winning by the skin of their teeth, where I, I said at the beginning, they won big, still a big win, five goals on the night, a little bit of a mental lapse there at the end, which made this game close. And let's, let's start there. So... Lightning were pretty much in the process of putting a bow on this game. Uh, going into the third period, Stamco scores uh, 4.99 on the power play goal. Shocky, shocky, I know. And then we start to see Vancouver claw its way back. And, and you know, I wouldn't be too upset. I'm not too upset about it at all. Uh, Vancouver, even though they are one of the lesser teams. And, and I said on the previous episode that I thought this was a game that the Lightning should should have won and when they did. And I felt, though, that – and we always see this, and I've always spoken about this whenever the Lightning play, a team that is not necessarily in the picture for the playoffs. And, and I would be shocked if we're going into the playoffs and – or near the end of the season in Vancouver's even in remotely in the discussion. But I kind of figured uh once Stamkos scored, uh, depending on you know when it was, uh, I thought that if it was early on, we would have seen somewhat of a normal game. But given the fact that it was in the third period, given the fact that it was four uh five and a half minutes into the third period. It was basically all bets were off. The Lightning were really hustling out there. They were really just doing whatever they could to get Steven Stamkos to puck, and, and rightfully so, of course, being on the verge of, of 500 career goals. He had seven shots in this one, had two points. Um, great night from him. But, yeah, the seven shots, you know, I didn't have a problem with it. I – I kind of figured that was what was going to happen. I was going to tweet out during the game that I kind of, I, I hoped at least that maybe Cooper would have at least rested him for a couple of shifts. And then once Vancouver pulled the goaltender, you would have seen him basically play the entirety of that shift or the entirety of the time that the goalie was, was, uh, was pulled. And obviously we didn't see that because Vancouver continued to go come back and back, uh, scoring two unanswered goals uh, to make this a one-goal margin uh, for the Lightning. And I would chalk that up to two things. Lightning just kind of having a little bit of a mental lapse because obviously with everything with, with Stamco's 500 career goals is is nothing to sneeze at. You want to definitely get him 
want to give him every opportunity to get 500 at Amelie before they go on this five game road streak, uh, road trip, excuse me. And that coupled with just not really, I, I, I would guess more so just also just Vancouver playing very well, just not fighting, not stop fighting throughout the course of this game. And I guess 2A or 2B, excuse me, in this scenario would be uh, Delia, the goaltender for Vancouver. We, Some of you may recognize him or may uh, remember him from his days in Chicago uh, last year. Uh, he gave the Lightning a little bit of a fit in the matchups that they had against the Blackhawks. So um, no surprise there that we saw a little bit more of the same. Delia, who's been in the league for quite some time, a uh, very good goaltender, uh, 30 saves on the night. Uh, but yeah, a, I would guess, you know, if I had to rate this third period, because, you you know, as for as, I guess, flat as the lightning started in the first period and and make no mistake about it lightning didn't get their first shot off until the 10 minute mark which especially coming off the performance they had against columbus the other night uh definitely a a a 180 from what you would expect uh from the other night till to till tonight but Second period, as we've spoken about on past episodes, I thought that the Lightning really did a good job of really starting to separate themselves and 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 really starting to sh- uh, you really saw the talent come out there and you really start to see everybody get going in the second period. It's just a matter of consistency uh, with this team playing a full sixty minute game, and we didn't see that tonight. But you know the Lightning played well enough to get themselves a win. So, you know, a good good effort all around on the ice. Uh, Stamkos got 499, like I said, uh, against a very tough Vancouver Canucks team. We'll see them next week um, on the road trip, and, and so I'm sure it'll be just as tough. Uh, and I'm also sure we'll see a little bit of uh, more heated exchanges uh, in that last couple of shifts of the game. Connor Garland uh, got whacked in the face and, and whack as I guess is an understatement just because of, uh, uh, you know, there was a scrum in front of the net in front of Vasilevsky and uh, Garland got too close to Vazzy for comfort and Sergachev, you know, let's, let's face it. Let's call it a sucker punch them um, with the glove on and everything. And uh, surprised that the refs didn't see it. Then again, the refs were terrible the entire game. Um, especially on, you know, one of the calls, the missed calls actually that stands out to me is the fact that, you know, when Perry uh, should have drawn the penalty for hooking, I believe it was late in the second and there was a no call there. And uh, so maybe that was a little bit of a give me back, but call or no call, I would expect the league to look into that and potentially find Sergachev or even suspend him for a game. So, Hopefully it's a fine more than a suspension because uh, especially with this five-game road trip coming up, you definitely want to have everybody on the ice. You definitely want to have all your defensemen on the ice. And and uh, the idea of losing Sergachev on a road trip as important as this one, um, it's a little scary. But like I said, 
all around good game. The Lightning played very well. They dominated the puck possession. Uh, their their special teams continues to roll. Two for three tonight on the power play. Uh, killed off the penalties for uh, on the PK tonight. Well, actually, no, they gave a power play goal. But I thought, other than that, I thought, you know, it was a good effort on the power play uh, for the Lightning. Excuse me, the PK for the Lightning tonight. So all around good effort. Uh, and yeah, hopefully we can continue to see them bring this effort on Monday, actually, excuse me, on Saturday against St. Louis Blues and then into Monday's game against the Red Hot Kraken. So in our second segment coming up, we'll be talking about Andre Vasilevsky. A great night from him tonight. Um, we'll, we'll talk about all that. We'll talk about his 36 saves that he made on the 40 shots that he saw. We talk about all of that. But first, I want to remind you that Today's episode of Locked on Lightning is brought to you by Bet Online. Now, Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, and news and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to, to college sports to basketball and the NHL. I'm curious as to, and it's funny, I, I'm curious as to how many people at what point in the national championship game a couple of days ago. Uh, Georgia playing TSU. At what point did you turn it off? I believe I turned it off at 28-7 Georgia, which I believe was still the first quarter. Uh, but yeah, definitely bet money on Stamkos to score a goal every single night. Uh, definitely bet money on Point and Kucherov to pick up points on a nightly basis. If you do that, uh, especially on Kuch and Point, I think you'll be making a lot of a lot of money going forward. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. And once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, hit that notification button. Drop a comment below. Uh, how did you feel about tonight's win at home? A little too close for comfort. Uh, is it excusable for that mental lapse to happen or things to break down the way they did in the third period uh, against the Vancouver Canucks? I'm fine with it. I mean, they ended up winning the game. I feel like Stamkos doesn't score tonight. You kind of just go on business as usual, and this game isn't really as tight as it is at the – final buzzer so i'm willing to look the other way on this everybody played well tonight especially uh goaltender andre vasileski who has just been having a phenomenal season this year uh a, a quiet season really you know i've spoken about it on the show i think about a month or so ago where i was saying you know when are we gonna see vintage vasileski when are we gonna see uh him start to get to elite level. And I think really, and, and I think I spoke about it a couple of weeks ago as well, that I think if there's any better time for him to, to really polish off his game, because I, I don't think he's not, I don't think he's not playing well this year. I think he's playing very well. Obviously you want to have him dish out those dominant performances. You want to have him, go out there on a nightly basis and and there be the possibility of him have a shutout on any given night. And and thus far, 
we have not seen that this year. He's still searching for his first shutout of the season. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully we could get one on this five-game road trip. But like I said tonight, uh, very good performance from him. 36 saves uh, out of 40 shots. Very big save at the end there to if that go if that shot would have went in that would have counted and then we would have been talking about overtime or potentially uh, a shootout so good for him or you know not good for him but good job by Vasilevsky there to to play to the final buzzer uh you know maybe sometimes goaltenders might get caught off guard as the seconds are trickling down to three to one and he definitely did not do that and and really what we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks from Andre Vasilevsky is that you know slowly but surely and uh, he has been really start to to really bring it together you know even if the numbers aren't there even if you don't feel like we're seeing that dominance that we normally see from him um I still think that he has been playing well enough to where you have to consider him um, at the elite level, at least since December. Now, as a whole on the season, there's still a lot of work to be done. Uh, but since uh, since the start of December, the since December 1st, uh, he's played 12 games. He's gone nine and three in those games. Uh, he's his save percentage is nine three five. So, listen, I I mean. It can't get much better than that. I, I I think really when you look at Andre Vasilevsky's last 12, which is really what we should be looking at because you can't measure Vasilevsky as much as I would love to sit here and, and analyze the entirety of his season game by game, which obviously we don't have the time on this podcast for this particular episode to do so. I still think that if you – and I spoke about this – um, even when he was kind of looking blasé out there, Vasilevsky, you know, the one thing you could rely on him is that you know what his ceiling is. You you know what he's capable of. And, and really that is something that you have to hang your hat on time and time again uh, with him, especially if he's not playing his best hockey or playing, uh, you know, his best out there. And, and to, put it per, to put it in perspective, like I said, he's not – really at in terms of the course of the season thus far he's not having those elite numbers and a lot of that i think has to do with the fact that and i spoke about this on the last episode that cooper hasn't really brought him out there night after night after night he's really been um careful with the chances that he's given vasileski not really any back-to-back uh, nights there we only, I think we had I think his first back-to-back games was uh, the end of December there and but still to put, put it to put it in perspective he's still playing very well this year he's uh, seventh in the league in wins which is 17 his save percentage which yeah you know it, it, it's one of those things where <clears throat> save percentage I'm I don't really look at that. I look at goals against average and wins as that because, you know, you might have certain goaltenders that don't face as many shots. Now, to put it in perspective, if you want to compare the goal, the save percentage, 
Linus Olmark, who is the top goalie in the league, I think one of the front runners for the Vezina Trophy, uh, the Boston Bruins goaltender, his save percentage is point nine three eight, where Vasily is nine eighteen. But the issue there in lies is the shots against. Now Vasilevsky has eight forty two shots faced this year, where Olmark is at seven ninety three. So there lies the disparity. Uh, so so really, you know, that's why I don't put a lot of stock into that. And then if you want to go a step further, as to if, if you want to hang your hat on save percentage, look at the shots against for Shesterkin and, and Hellebuck. Hellebuck, who, and Shesterkin, who Lightning fans should be, who have both seen over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Hellebuck has 986 shots faced, where Shesterkin has 953. And they currently rank uh, in the top five for save percentage in the league. And they are statistically the top goalies in the league if you're just looking at wins uh but goals against average i really look at that and i really look at that as something that really that really you should be at least kind of a a measuring stick if you're looking at basileski for his his career or his past couple of seasons you know where he's at now his his goals against the best he's ever had uh, was 221 in 2021, but the issue with that, he only played 42 games, so we're not even going to look at that. But if you want to look at the the course of a full, you know, 82 game season where he played a rough, probably more than 50 percent of those games, I would look at probably 16, 17, or even 18, 19. The year the Lightning were off the charts, and Vasilevsky won his Vezina. He played 53 games that year, uh, had a goals against average of 2.40. Vazzy's at 2.47 right now through 28 games. So still, you know, if if we're making our comparisons as to elite Vazzy level, the argument could be made. It, it, it really could be made other than the shutouts there the argument could very much be made uh, shutouts. He had that year were six, by the way, in case you were wondering, you, you can make the argument that he is pretty much up to par with his definition of elite Vasilevsky vintage Vasilevsky, if you will. So now to compare that to the rest of the NHL, a whole different ball game. I mean, like I said, Linus Allmark, goaltender for Boston, uh, playing pretty much out of his mind this year. Like I said, has a has a goals against average under two at the moment. And Shesterkin and Hellebuck are definitely uh, in the mix for that Vezina Trophy uh, finalist voting, I guess, right now. I mean, who knows how it'll shake up as the season progresses. Uh, but <clears throat> so far, so good from Vasilevsky, like I said. The one thing you could always rely on him is that he's going to get better. Uh, once he's comfortable out there, he's definitely going to be able to to just just shut off all the outside noise and just get down to business. And we saw that tonight. Made a lot of key saves. Um, and, and that's really what uh, is helping this Lightning team uh, play as well as they have. And, and in, especially by tonight, extending their nine-game home win streak. So, 
hopefully we can see Vasilevsky uh, continue his play uh, into mid-January uh, and especially into the late stages of January as we get into the early uh, days of February. Um, and, and hopefully I would like to see a couple of shutouts. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset if Vasilevsky ends the season with, with no shutouts, but you like to see one just because the way he's been playing this year, I, I think that, you know, and a lot of that also has to do with, with luck. Um, the, the, I believe it was against the, the blue jackets in their second meeting of the season where Vasilevsky was about, I want to say three minutes away from from having his first shutout and then a goal was scored. But I, I I think that having a goaltender having a shutout, especially after the season that he's been having thus far, which is I feel like in a way that is kind of like a extra cherry on top. And that is the kind of thing where could potentially launch him into that upper echelon of the current stats in which the the top goalers goaltenders are in the league. I'm not saying he's not. He's you know, he's still top 5, you know, if you're making a ranking right now, he's definitely top 5. But the goal is for him to get that top 3 into into trophy conversation territory. So hopefully the Lightning could reward him, help him out by getting his first shutout of the season in the coming weeks, especially on this upcoming five-game road trip. So we'll uh keep tabs on that and hopefully wish it and speak it into existence so we'll wrap things up talking about the schedule coming forward in just a bit but first i want to talk about another one of our sponsors and that is athletic greens now athletic greens i love athletic greens i start my morning with it every single day one scoop into just a glass of water and you're set to go uh, it's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy free or gluten free. And the best thing about it is that it costs you less than three dollars a day. You're investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It gives me a ton of energy. And the best part is that it improves my gut health. So right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health so to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com nhl network again that is athleticgreens.com nhl network to take advantage ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So wrapping things up on the show, taking a quick look at the Lightning's remaining schedule. Now, I'm very, you know, I, my thing is, is that after going over the schedule, and then also going over the standings, and, and I kind of realized this, and if you didn't catch it uh while i was recording uh the locked on nhl uh national show podcast with my co-host chris Masilli of locked on avalanche i i noticed that a lot of the teams i kind of figured that these teams you know a lot of these teams were mid-level that are coming up on the lightning's schedule but after re-examining things I'm starting to think that these games are going to be a little bit more tougher than first anticipated. Now, coming up on the schedule, St. Louis, 
If you would have asked me a month and a half ago what I thought about that game, I, I would have said easy pickings. It seems as though after the Thanksgiving Thanksgiving break, if you want to call that, St. Louis just got it together. And, you know, at one point they were at the bottom of the list. We were having conversations in the beginning of November about them possibly starting to sell. Um, and, and now look where they are. They're not too far out of the playoff picture in the West. And a team that continues, continues to surprise everyone is the Seattle Kraken coming up on Martin Luther King Day. Uh, just once again, I, I mean, at this point, what is there to say about the Seattle Kraken then, other than the fact that the Kraken are just turning into Vegas, but a year later, as we all know, uh, Vegas wants the Stanley Cup final in their first year in existence. But Seattle, the way they play, they're tough. They're tough. They really are. And you're starting to see how well they drafted in the expansion draft, and it's really starting to pull together. Uh, top three in their division. Uh, definitely going to be a tough matchup uh, for any Western Conference team uh, once the playoffs roll around. And then you got Vancouver, once again, like I earlier stated, uh, next Wednesday, 10 o'clock start, which obviously for all of us on the East Coast is no fun. Uh, but you also have the next day, and that's because that's the first of a back-to-back, is Edmonton, a team that always, honestly, no matter where they are, in the standing standings, a team that scares me because the Lightning, as we all know, draw a good number of penalties. Um, right now, they've been doing a good job of minimizing that. But we all know that eventually the the other shoe is going to drop and they're just going to have a game where they just lose it on the ice. And I just hope, it, it's just my hope, that the Lightning do not lose it in that game against Edmonton because as we all know, Edmonton has one of the best power plays in the league. Uh, and, and just the idea of Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl getting extra ice time together uh, with the Lightning being a man down, um, it, it, it keeps you up at night. <laughs> so hopefully we don't have to see that. And then another team where I originally was thinking, you know, this team is not what they were last year. But... You know, they've another team, they've, they've started to get it together, and that's the Calgary Flames, uh, another really tough team. Uh, and anytime you go into Alberta, uh, that's going to be just – that's just going to be a tough game in, in, in that arena in Calgary. So uh, regardless of if it's the regular – if it's the middle of, middle of January or it's the playoffs, it's going to be a tough schedule that next week is going to be – you know, other than Vancouver, which, you know, Vancouver did play us tough tonight. So, you know, I am optimistic that next Wednesday won't be as close. But at the same time, you know, Vancouver rolls out with the same intensity and energy that they did tonight. I I can't see why we won't have another close one. And, and you know, we could also say it was very close, like I say at the top of the show. That we could also attribute this close uh, margin of victory very much to the fact that everyone was just trying to pass the Stamkos at the end of the game just so he could get 500 at home. So, you know, maybe different circumstances out in Vancouver. We'll have to wait and see. And then it's kind of somewhat smooth sailings. And I mean that in the most sarcastic of ways to end January because we got Minnesota. Boston and the Kings. So really the league has done 
their best to set. And, and I'm sure, you know, the, the NHL had, did not set this up with any idea, but sarcastically saying probably one of the tougher schedules. Uh, if someone could find me a link, I'm very curious uh, to the strength of schedule. Now, obviously I know every team plays each other, but I'm curious if anyone out there, any of our listeners, any of the people that watch this show can hit me up with a link, drop it in the comments below. Cause I want to see it. If there is a website out there that measures the strength of schedule for every NHL team. So I'm curious as to where the lightning rank in that, um, because I would have to say at least the month of January alone uh, would at least constitute them to be in the top or at least close to the top 10, because that that is definitely a tough schedule uh, for sure. So uh, once again, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. And like I said, if anybody could find a link to a website for that, I'll give you a shout out on the show. I want to see that or just hit up my DM on Twitter, uh, Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K with that link. Would love to see uh, where the Lightning rank in their strength of schedule. And we'll be back uh, tomorrow to talk about the game uh, on Saturday against the St. Louis Blues. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you next.